The views expressed here on Now See Here are not necessarily those of the sponsors, advertisers, Jack Chris, the host, or Roddy Merritt. Jack Chris here with Now See Here. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our many underwriters and sponsors. We uh, could not do the program without you. We want to welcome Joe T's Wine and Spirits in Ridgeland, Mr. Brent Bailey, who is running for Public Service Commissioner, Merit Media, SettleMyCase.com, Mazda of Jackson, Dr. Michael Sanders, Face Value Health, Danny Bedwell for Mississippi State Senate District 17, Oxford Lafayette County Chamber of Commerce and Economic Development Foundation, the Carson Law Group, JH&H Architects, Bank First, Benchmark Construction, Farm Bureau Life Insurance, and Hometown Lenders of Mississippi. Thank you so much for your support, and if you'd like to learn how to support Now See Here, the podcast, email me, C-R-I-S-S, Chris Public Relations at gmail.com. Thank you again so much. Hello, everybody. Jack Chris here again with Now See Here, the podcast, where we broadcast professionally with our equipment. And Mr. Roddy Merritt, our technician, every Wednesday at CC's Coffee House, SettleMyCase.com is upstairs. Pleased to be joined by a longtime friend and a, I call him a real estate guru, commercial property guru here in the metro area, Mr. Brian Estes. The company is the Estes, Estes Group. Brian, welcome yep. to the show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, you know, you have kind of established yourself. I mean, you've, you've been known in the area for a long time in the commercial property industry, but you're writing columns for the Mississippi Business Journal. You've written columns for me on BAM South before, and you're kind of the go-to guy when it comes to what's going on in the real estate market, in particular, I would guess, commercial property, right? Am I right? Sure. More specifically, probably investment real estate. Okay. I would say at the core of what we do uh, is uh, most of our clients are high net worth individuals who use uh, commercial or investment real estate as part of their uh, retirement portfolio or their wealth building. Uh, uh, vehicles. Are those clients mainly in Mississippi or do you work all over the country? Uh, I would say most are in Mississippi, but we have clients out in Nebraska and Louisiana and Tennessee. And so I would say we're probably a little more regional uh, on the investment side of the business. And how do people find out about you? I mean, you're here in Ridgeland. How do these folks out of state hear about the Estes Group? Well, uh, sometimes uh, they may call about a property here, and, and during a conversation of discussing a property, they realize that the, the core of what we do is help investors, uh, you know, uh, use real estate uh, as, a, as a way to build wealth. And so uh, I would just call it probably more of a kind of a like-minded uh, friendship, I guess. And so I think one of the things that separates me from maybe other commercial brokers is the fact that we do a lot of investment real estate. So two true investors, that's a, that's a really important point to them is to deal with someone who truly understands, uh, you know, who truly understands what, what kind of returns they're looking for and how to achieve them. You may or may not be able to answer this question, but I'm curious, what kind of ballpark number are we talking about if somebody did want to use real estate as an investment? And I would imagine there are a lot of folks out there who would, who may not have called you yet. What kind of money are we talking about here? Whew, that's I mean, a loaded start. question. Let's sure, say to start sure. Well, I, you know, <laughs> half a million, a million. I, I would say a half a million to a million is probably uh, kind of a starting point. You know, you, you know, obviously 
people invest and they buy a million dollar building, they don't need a million dollars. They obviously have got to put down some equity, which could range from 20 to 30 percent. So two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars, you know, on a million dollar piece of property would right. be about what the equity requirement would be. And so, certainly, when I say high net worth individuals, you know, are more typical of our type of clients. You can see where, you know, it would require someone to be able to bring substantial amount to be able to purchase a million dollar building. How good of an investment is it these days? I mean, you know, with the market fluctuating, people now are saying we're, we're two years out of a recession, maybe earlier. But uh, and I'm not a financial guy, so I ask you: Is it a pretty safe investment? Do you get a good return? Well. You know, safe is a relative key, term. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because, you know, uh, obviously, you know, the location is so important to real estate. And, you know, in certain property types are riskier than others, and location, certain locations are riskier than others. So, really, that's, you know, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm in business, I guess, yeah, yeah. is that I really help people really understand what they're buying and, and uh, what the risk really is in this particular project. I know you're on a time schedule, so let us know whenever sure. you need to need to leave. But how strong is this Jackson or Tri-County area market right now in real estate? You know, uh, we definitely have some uh, some really good locations here, and we, we definitely have some uh, areas like in Madison County that are just on fire right now. And land is... is uh, land prices have have uh, risen pretty sharp uh, over the last five years, and then you've got other areas in the Jackson market that tend to be a little more sleepy, I guess. And you know, retail is certainly an asset type right now that is going through some some real transition. Some is just the natural transition. Some product, you know, cer certain companies, you know, rise and fall. And then you've got you know online uh, sales that are hurting a lot of. Uh, uh, new businesses as well, and take Fred's as a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, what I happened mean, there? I, I mean, mean you Fred's know. is a dollar store, and they're really—I won't say they're insulated from online sales, but they certainly—they uh, certainly have some impact. But but them closing, you know, really had less to do with the online sales, and probably more of just outrunning their capital over the last ten years. And and so, you know, in Mississippi was full of a, a bunch of Fred stores, and so. People got to figure out now how to backfill those uh, large uh, spaces. I got a question for you that because you know you and I know each other back from the print days, and you know your company would buy a print ad from me, and that's how it went. My biggest mm -hmm. advertisers actually were commercial property managers. How has social media changed what you do? And I mean, Roddy ought to hear this too because he's a social media guru. But now you've told me real estate brokers all over the country are using one or two kind of social media platforms what are they and, and again how has that changed your business how you do business well it changes a lot because um you know social media is great for what i call presence you know if you want to get your name out there and just so when you introduce yourself people would say hey yeah i kind of recognize you yeah but social media is not a very good uh uh, marketing platform for me because I target high net worth individuals and social media tends to hit and be catered to a broad, uh, uh, a broad spectrum of people. And again, you know, what I deal with is investment real estate and I deal with high net worth individuals. And so not everybody is a really good candidate for me as a client, you know, uh, now flip that on the leasing side 
if I were trying to lease a shopping center or an office building, social media, because it gets out to the masses, is a great way to yeah, market. Yeah, I've seen your properties online. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And because people who own small businesses fill up a lot of the, the properties that we invest in. And so, you know, getting to the small business owner, I think social media works pretty well. And what is it? Uh, LoopNet? Is that the internet, uh, the national company that you all are using? Well, that's using? not social media, but yeah, LoopNet uh, and internet. CoStar and, and uh, Mississippi just came up with its own, what we call CIE, which is a commercial information exchange platform. And we just rolled that out July 1, and all the Mississippi commercial brokers got together and decided this is what we wanted to do. But those are not necessarily social media oriented. Right, right. There, it's really more of a marketing platform, very similar to what multiple listing service is to the residential side of the business. But what's funny to me is that uh, residential uh, people are still advertising, but I don't see commercial people advertise. I, yeah, I mean, in print or right. TV. Yeah, real estate, you know, as a rule mm -hmm. is usually behind the technology curve, and then commercial real estate is even further behind <laughs> yeah. than residential. And so there's no doubt we're... We're late adopters to technology, and, um, you know, that's just kind of the way it always has been. But, you know, that has changed a little bit. Uh, but also, too, is commercially it's a little bit more, again, of a direct approach to marketing. Residential, any, almost everybody either wants to rent a residential property or buy a residential property. Right, so right. anybody and everybody could possibly be your client or customer. Commercial is not that way. If you're not... A client wanting to buy a two million dollar piece of property, or a small business wanting to move in, then you know it's it, not everybody can be a customer or a client of a commercial broker. What percentage of your business is out of state? Uh, I would say probably uh, fifteen to twenty. That's pretty high. Yeah. And, and given that, why? And I asked some business people this question. I've asked several business people. Why would you stay in Jackson when you could go to Nashville or Charlotte? or Austin or someplace where, from what I hear, you know, there's a lot more money, the real estate market's better. Why stay in central Mississippi? Well, two reasons, I guess. Number one, and you're right, I, we had a small office in Nashville at one point, and it, it is just, it has exploded. I've heard. We, we, yeah. made a, we made good money there and still, to this day, do some things there. But family, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, most of my family, my wife's family, we're here, and we're rooted here. And, uh, We're both South Jackson guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And there's no doubt that I probably 10 years ago or 20 years ago could have picked up, moved to Nashville, and probably uh, had had a lot more opportunity. But in today's world, you know, I can still live, you know, in Jackson, Here. Mississippi, and still do business in Nashville and Birmingham and uh, Louisiana, where we've done some business as well. And so, you know, you're not, because of technology and social media and all that, you're not beholding to just one city. If if I really wanted to grow my business out of state, it wouldn't be that difficult to do. And that is kind of our long-term plan. Um, you know, I have a lot of clients who want to invest outside of Mississippi, and I'm going to follow my clients. Brian Estes of the Estes Group is our guest. I'm Jack Chris. This is Now See Here. You know, you've really grown just phenomenally since since I first met you. I know you worked with some other companies I dealt with. You went out on your own, and a lot of people go out on their own, and they either go back to where they came from. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Or they strike yeah. out, and that goes in media, too. But the Estes Group has really grown. You've got how many employees now? 
Well, I guess at the uh, at the commercial level, we've got nine, I yeah. guess. And uh, at the residential level, I guess we've got, because we do apartment management as a separate company. I have an apartment management company separately. And I guess over there, we've got about 16. Well, so. I guess diversification is the key in all this, right? Uh, to some degree. With what yeah. you do? Yeah, absolutely. That was an opportunity that had presented itself uh, to partner with someone who'd been in the apartment management uh, industry for 30 years and she came to me and we we talked about it for two years so it wasn't something that that I did just uh, uh, out of impulse but uh, you know I don't spend a lot of time in that company outside of really building the business and doing strategic direction I don't handle a lot of stuff day to day I'm actually a big believer believe it or not in less is more yeah. uh, I shoot with a rifle not a shotgun and and that's what I like about the commercial investment side of this business is you don't need a lot of clients to make uh, number one a good living, but to also uh, do a lot of good too. You know, I, I I look at myself as a wealth advisor for commercial investment real estate, and I do the same stuff that a financial advisor does with stocks and bonds. And we we move money around for people, and we make uh, estate decisions. And uh, do, do you work with financial advisors to uh, help have, you with that? Yeah, or, I get yeah, referrals yeah. from financial advisors. You know, people who whose client you know. Um, you know, ha has a lot in stocks and bonds they may be dealing with, but also has a portfolio in real estate. And a lot of times when a high net worth guy gets to, or lady gets to 65 years old, they start thinking about, hey, the next generation's not as excited about real estate as I once was. And they start thinking about what they're gonna do with their real estate when they decide to retire, or, you know, unfortunately something should happen uh, you know, uh, become disabled or die or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you name it. And so a lot of what I do is uh, I catch a lot of clients in their late 60s trying to say, hey, look, you know, most of my portfolio are very entrepreneurial, a lot of hands-on. I want to sell this and I want to buy more passive investments like maybe a net leased Walgreens or or a, a commercial property with only two or three tenants with long-term leases. And so a lot of what I do is is estate planning for, well, for them. And how'd you segue into that? Because I mean, I've known you again like 12 or 13 years. And when did when did you get that opportunity? Did somebody steer you that way? Or did you look at it and say, ah, here's, here's yeah. some money or, well, or profit-making avenue? Well, you know, it was ironic. When I first got into this business, I was a real estate investor. Right. I came in investing in real estate and then kind of got into the third part Party management, third-party brokerage. So you kind of went back to your roots. I, I, yeah, yeah, I did. I and, and well, uh, what I did is I decided that, hey, I've got a brokerage business and a management business, and why not focus on the investment side? And um, some of these uh, clients that I work with become potential partners in my real estate deals when I go by. And so, uh, so I feel like our company, again, is much more investor-focused. And, uh, and a lot of that comes from the fact that that's a lot of what what I do as well. And so when I, when I get with my clients and we have good, meaningful conversations, it, it, they realize that, hey, I'm, I'm also, you know, someone who invests in real estate and I'm speaking as an investor, not a guy trying to make a commission. In those years you've been in business, what has been the single biggest change to the industry? We may have already mentioned it. And what has been the biggest challenge to you? Well, uh, the biggest challenge uh, is uh, financing. I, I would say the mm -hmm. downturn, the recession was uh, was a huge challenge. It, I got into this business right after the previous recession of the early 90s. And so in 2008 and 2009 was my first time, even though I had been in business for 15, 16 years, to even experience a real recession. 
and so uh, so that was uh, a little challenging. But uh, and then I would say the biggest changes is no doubt technology and, and this online sales platform has changed the retail landscape. Uh, a lot more than I thought it would, and uh, and so that's a big for challenge. the better though you think for the yeah, better yeah. yeah certainly it's more convenient <laughs> but but bricks and mortar real estate uh, are getting honestly are getting challenged right now, you know, um, and that 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 works from an office perspective to a retail perspective even the apartment industry to some degree uh, has got to deal with the with technology changes and you know. Um, you know, people keep up with what's going on nationwide a lot faster now because of technology and a Real lot time, of the, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, so I think expectations are changing faster too. I know we're about out of time here, Brian, and I want to ask you: Would you advise a young man or woman coming out of college to go into your field today? I would. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a great field, and I. Matter of fact, I do go to colleges and speak about our really? industry, yeah. and uh, but I also let them know that there's more to our industry than than doing big brokerage sales, and because that's what everybody thinks. They want that big commission. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. and big and, hit, bam. And yeah. you know, and you know, you may not get paid for nine months in our business, and there are a lot of very experienced people in our business that that unfortunately go through some bad times because of, you know, it's commission only and eat what you kill, and that. But there are other ways to get in this business through, you know, being a property manager or a leasing agent or uh, an, a commercial appraiser or you name it. So I, I try to educate the, the, the students coming out of college or might be in college that if you want to get into real estate, there's more than just being a commission-only broker. Right, right. Brian Estes, the Estes Group. Brian, if people want to talk to you about the investment aspect or any other aspect of things you handle, how can they get in touch with you? Well, the easiest thing to do would be to email me um, at Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, at Estes Group, that's E-S-T-E-S-G-R-O-U-P dot net, N-E-T. And of course, you can go to estesgroup.net and learn more about our company and kind of the different uh, divisions that we have and, and how we can service an investor from the from an acquisition to disposition. But look, we do want to have you on on a more regular basis to give us some trends and talk about things that I have no knowledge of, but I know a lot of our listeners probably do. So hope you uh, hope you're up for that. Fantastic, absolutely. Thank Mr. you, Brian Estes of the Estes Group. Thank you so much, Brian. I'm Jack Chris, the Now See Here podcast, and we uh, record live every Wednesday at CC's coffee house and we appreciate you listening and remember go to anchor.fm slash now see here for all of our broadcasts and podcasts i think we're at number 76 episode 76 now and go to facebook and like us on now see here i'm jack chris thanks so much